0: Just a reminder, today's episode contains spoilers. But if you haven't seen these movies by now, that's on you. <knowledge> How
1: have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that?
0: How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? Heyo! Heyo! hey-o. hey-o. To another episode of How Have You Not Seen That? This is a very special episode. It's like an after-school special episode. On a
1: very special How Have You Not Seen That?
0: I am Jordan Eric, and and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Caleb Cohart and Margarita (laughs) Cohart. Did you forget our names? No, I just, I had to, uh, I had to take a breath It's called tension building. Oh, sorry, my In order to uh, make sure I got it all out. So, um, how are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm ready
2: to bring the pain.
1: I am ready to bring the win. And if it, and if it brings pain, I'm okay with that. But I'm, I'm not going to intentionally hurt you.
2: Interesting that we're, we're speaking about so much violence towards (laughs) each other right now. uh, Because... This is the introduction of something special that we've conceived. This is a step away from the, the real pitting two people against each other to pit ourselves against each other. This is this is our opportunity to walk the walk and talk the talk. Am yeah, I right?
0: Absolutely. Jordan, what are we introducing today? Today, we are introducing the first ever co-host championship. Woo! Yeah. Uh... <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Shit, we didn't we didn't turn down uh. the mixer for the sound effects. I, we even practiced that. That's that's what you get when you uh, when I get to run the board. Yeah. The first time that's in right. quite a while. Uh, we'll and and I'm nervous. This. I got a lot of things. I'm, you do. There's a lot riding on me because uh, this is a movie that the two of you have not seen. Have not no. seen. And so no. everything is in control of of me today. And I already <laughs> screwed up. Except your faculties. I already <laughs> messed up uh, on
2: the sound cues. Yep. That's all right. So, we have the volume adjusted now. Um the co-host championships.
1: I'm excited for this. I what? I mean, I know we started kind of like this in our first couple episodes, but now that we have a format under our belts, I feel like this is going to be this is going to be epic, man. And there's real stakes, like real.
0: Epic. St- what are those stakes? The- uh well, the stakes are uh the winner of this episode will be the first one to possess the tba or sorry the tbd co-host championship belt presented by tba yes no all right yes Uh, i want this and for all of
2: you listening out there the tbd and the tba are available naming rights we are willing to take sponsorship to get your name as either the tbd or the tba paramount plus i'm talking to you that's right uh, or or anybody, Anywhere honestly. And yeah. we're cheap. Uh, we'd like to get $100,000 for each, but honestly, if you'll give us... 100 pesos? 100 pesos, which is like five bucks. Is I it? mean, I'm not kidding here. If we get a listener to email us and let us know, <laughs> hey, I will give you $25 so that this could be the John Smith championship belt presented by Evan Rodrigo, we're down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do I, we accept crypto? Uh...
2: Only Bitcoin and Ethereum,
1: not he- not <laughs> Hex.
2: No, no, only only two legitimate cryptos, Margie.
1: I don't know, man. Hex is doing things.
0: Uh, do we, do we have an, an email address for the podcast, or do they have to email us personally? Can they uh, message? They can message us on. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, they can message us on
2: Instagram. Yeah. What's so our, what's our Instagram? Us on Instagram.
1: Uh, our Instagram is at a how underscore have underscore you underscore not underscore seen underscore that.
2: So I'd recommend actually messaging us on your computer because getting to the underscore on a phone is like four keyboards deep.
1: You just copy paste. And it
2: sucks. So yeah, uh, go to Instagram, look us up and, and
0: DM us and naming rights are available for the championship (laughs) belt. Uh, yep. All right. Well, let's get on with uh, the game here because um, this is a movie that is one of my childhood favorites. Um, and I'm uh, the, the movie is Labyrinth, 1986. Oh, Jim Labyrinth. Henson. Uh, Jim, Henson? Directed, Jim Henson? Jim Henson directed this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jim Henson directed it. It stars David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, by the way, who shares a birthday with one Caleb Craig Gohart. No shit. Really? Wow. She Bob does. Barker does, too. He just Aww, died. Really? Uh,
2: rest. May he rest. Wow. Jennifer Connelly. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, This is not the one with Tom Cruise. That was that's that was legend. the unicorn one. Legend. legend. I have seen that one. So I haven't Le- seen legend. legend. No, I haven't seen that either. Oh, <gasps>
1: We wow. haven't seen Legend, Jordan.
2: Yeah, you two haven't. I haven't seen. Well, I next. think we know the next championship. <laughs> I, I, I think so.
1: So David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. Though that's the only thing I knew about
2: this movie is those two people. Really? Yeah. I know the song. Oh yeah, I know that's the song now. That song. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah. That,
0: that is not na, in this. Na, no, na, that is not in this movie. That's about this movie, but it's not in this movie. But it's a song for this movie. But it's not in this movie. Is it in the credits? No. <laughs> okay. Well, then,
1: where? How is it even about the movie? How is it movie? even about this movie then?
0: Because you can make songs about movies that are not in the movie. I'm pretty sure. I thought David Bowie did that song for this movie. David? Okay. Well, did he
2: even do that song?
0: I don't know, but all of my knowledge of Labyrinth is based on the song <laughs> okay. Sarah. Well, in fairness, I did not watch the credits of this movie, so I don't <laughs> actually know uh, if that's true or not. But I'm, I'm starting, starting to question all not
2: all of your knowledge about this movie. I am,
0: like,
2: movie. 95% sure. Well, I'm, sti- that that I'm sticking with the fact that the chorus of this song has informed all of my decisions I'm going to make in this game.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, then, I have a great chance of winning.
0: All right. Um, well... If you're so confident, let's get started. Let's do it. With our first round. Oh, no. First of all, oh, actually. What? I have to ask you, How have you, not just how have you not seen this movie, but what the hell is wrong with you two? Those are two very separate questions. Why, why have you not seen this movie? This is amazing. When did it come out? 1986.
1: Okay. So I would have been four and... Uh, th- I, you know what? I don't freaking know because I've heard about this movie my entire life. Like I've known it's existed. I've seen, um, I've seen stills from the movie. I know it's like a cultural phenomenon. I know there's something about David Bowie's pants or something. I don't. Oh, know. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, David Bowie is wears is pants. Well, well, well <laughs> yeah, and he he is well endowed and shows it. <laughs> English. Okay. Is this That's a
1: children's yeah. movie? Anyway, and, the point and is you
2: watched watch this when you were a child. Yeah, this is a PG movie. I'm starting Jesus to wonder Christ. about why you have seen this movie. No.
1: I it just wasn't like I my parents, I can't even think about my parents even considering seeing this movie ever. Like it just is so completely out of their wheelhouse. And since my parents were in control of pretty much everything I did uh when this movie came out, I just never saw it. I don't know, just never saw it. Nobody I ever had sleepovers with saw it. Um, I felt a little left out because everybody talked about it and they're like David Bowie and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So
0: they were they were talking about David and Bowie more than the amazing Muppets that were in this okay, movie. Okay,
1: I didn't know there were Muppets. I
0: didn't either. Thank
1: oh, you wow. for giving it away. Yeah, I wow.
0: just knew there was a David Bowie and a
2: Jennifer Connelly.
1: And it's elaborate. Uh
2: I was eight or nine, depending on what time of year this came out. Um I lived in a town of a thousand people with no movie theater.
1: That is your excuse for all. So we
2: would have had, I know, but still like we would have had to driven four towns away to watch this. And my parents are not David Bowie fans. So the oh. fact of like, we would have to drive four towns away to watch a movie that was also coming out around the time of like all the other amazing eighties movies to watch this. I the, it, It's just, it's a proximity thing. And then I reached a certain age and I was like, I don't care. Well,
1: yeah, at some point, it's like, why? Why even do it?
2: I was like, you know, I've heard the song. I know
0: the movie. All right. Well, I've I've heard enough of that. Let's get into (laughs) round one. Round one is the 10-second summary. Yay! You will each have approximately 10 seconds to tell us what you think the plot summary of this movie is. You can score possible 0 to 5 points based on your accuracy or your creativity. Okay. The catch for this... Oh, God. ...is that since you are veterans of the show and you have known for a while that we are doing this movie... The other contestant is allowed to distract you in any way. Okay. <laughs> provided it is not physical and it does not involve shutting off your microphone. Uh, oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay.
1: Not physical?
0: Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I don't who's, yes. Who's going yes. first? Margarita. Okay. You will summarize the movie first. Caleb, you are allowed to distract her. In mm. any way, shape, or form, <laughs> as long as it's not physical and you cannot shut off her. So, mouth.
1: like, not touching can't get mad counts. Yep. Oh, God damn it. Okay,
0: Margarita, your ten seconds begins now.
1: Okay, so David Bowie is friends <laughs> with Jennifer Connelly, which is really weird because he's really old and I think she's really young in this movie. And they go through a labyrinth, and he's like her guide, and she learns more about herself.
0: <laughs> wow. Very good.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, I make a lot of fart noises around I, the I house. I guess so. just, I should have gone with a different
1: I'm tactic. impervious
0: that may come in handy later Kate. I panicked because
2: know. originally I was gonna tickle and
0: no that's physical. what I was gonna yep. do yeah. damn okay, damn okay. I, I had to put some kind of limitations in here I because I knew both of you would go right to the physical uh, uh distraction well you
1: know us
0: I do okay <laughs> um okay so uh you are right Jennifer Connolly is uh, pretty young um I I think she was actually 15 when she filmed this, and so she's playing somebody age appropriate because she's supposed to be 16 years old. Um, so, uh, Caleb,
2: I didn't hear anything you said, by the way.
0: Oh, fantastic, um, Margarita! I am going to give you three points, and Caleb, you are going to get one for the distraction. Oh, like the all right, so fantastic. we can earn points for fantastic. distracting.
1: I love it. Can, right. yeah.
0: Okay, okay, uh, okay. Caleb, your 10 seconds begins. Now.
2: Sarah, Jennifer Connolly falls asleep and Sarah, enters a maze of her own mind. Both no, protagonist and antagonist no and sage, David Bowie, must direct her out
0: Sarah, of said labyrinth. Sarah. That's oh, enough, okay. Margie. Thank you. All right. Well done. Well done, Caleb. Uh, that is dead wrong. Oh. Uh, I heard he nothing. not... Uh, directing her out of the labyrinth at all, he is the creator of the labyrinth. Oh, uh, cool. so in in that case, uh, you are going to get uh, one point because I did say pro, uh, antagonist. Uh, that yeah, okay, oh. that's correct. So I'll give you two points, and Margie, Ooh. you get one for the distraction. Just all right one. Fantastic. I was on a pitch the whole yeah. time. Great. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So after round one, uh, we have a Margaret. 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 Yeah. Margaret. Yep. Mar-G- 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 Margie you are out to a commanding 4 to 3 lead. Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. Um okay, let's move on here. Uh round 2, Q and what the A? For this round, you'll be asked a direct trivia question based on your accuracy or creativity. You can score a possible zero to five points. Your point total will be 100% at the discretion of the judge, which is me. <laughs> if you score zero points on a question, your opponent will have a chance to steal. Round two begins now. Caleb, since you are trailing, this first question yeah. it's for you. All right, fantastic. Fantastic. Sarah Williams Jennifer Connolly is <laughs> acting out a scene from the play The Labyrinth while her sheepdog Merlin watches she says the lines give me the child through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the goblin city to take back the child that you have stolen for my will is as strong as yours and my kingdom is as, is as great but she cannot remember the next line what is it
2: okay, my kingdom is not as great. And then she looks deep into the person's eyes on stage with her and says, here, boy, here, Merlin, fetch.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, because
2: you know, sheepdog Merlin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's wrong, but okay. uh, that's a good answer. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna give you two points. All right. All right. Uh, well done. Two points. Short clap. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, two points because I like the, I like the idea that she's using, uh, using Merlin. All right. Um, the correct answer is that the final line of the play uh, is "You have no power over me." I feel like that's. Hmm, I feel like that's that's, that's like yeah, foreshadowing. That might be important later on. You never okay. know. Okay, yeah. not uh, here, boy. Yeah, not here, boy. <laughs> Believe it or not. Okay. Um, Margie, over yes. to you. Yes. 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 Uh, are you? I- I'm excited? here. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sarah realizes she is late to babysit her infant half brother Toby. Oh my god! And immediately runs home in the pouring rain, where she is admonished by her stepmother Irene for being late. God damn those stepmothers. She is resentful of her stepmother and Toby, and while she is frustrated by his constant crying, she wishes that the goblins would come take him away right now and is surprised when her wish is immediately fulfilled. What were the magic words that she spoke to get the goblins to come take Toby away?
1: Zalakadula, mitjagabula, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo.
0: No. Damn it. Uh, No points. Caleb?
2: By Thor's hammer. <laughs> I will avenge you.
0: Nope. Uh, sorry. Oh, no point. No galaxy quest yeah. calls? Man.
2: No.
1: Uh,
0: I enjoyed it, but no. Uh, the correct answer is uh, I wish the goblins would come and take you away right now.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Those are the magic Wait, words. Can I clarify something? Yeah. So the goblins, at this point, does she actually, like... Does does do the goblins exist in the world or does she just imagine? Well yeah, it? they just okay. came
0: and took a kid. No, so this no, is before a, the kid. All right, so no, so this is all a fantasy world that she ends up creating. Okay. So the goblins are like quote unquote hiding in her closet. Uh, and uh, as she is reciting lines to Toby, because he's crying and she's angry and frustrated with him, uh, the uh, the goblins hear her reciting these lines and they're just like, oh, she's going to say the correct words.
1: <laughs> Wait, so she's responsible for the goblins existing. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a regular like suburban cul-de-sac before then.
0: Hey, yes. how
2: about we play the game and not just I ask need to for understand.
1: all the answers? I need to understand the context.
0: All right. Uh, so, um, Caleb, going back over to you here right. for uh, your next question. Um, so the goblins have come and taken the the baby, uh, and Jareth the Goblin King, played mm, by mm-hmm. the wonderfully talented and late great David Bowie, magically appears uh, in the bedroom. Gareth? Yes. Okay. Jareth with Jareth. a... Jareth. With Jareth with a... Jareth, all right. Yes. Jareth the Goblin King then appears and tells Sarah that he has taken Toby away and gives her 13 hours to make her way through the labyrinth, or Toby will become one of them forever. When Sarah walks down to enter the labyrinth, she meets a gruff and ill-tempered dwarf named Hoggle, voiced by Brian Henson. What is Hoggle doing when she meets him? Um, He's right outside
2: the labyrinth, and he's picking up mud and putting it in a wheelbarrow, and moving it 10, 12 feet and putting the mud back down uh, a process that he repeats over and over again um, you know because that's what that's what trolls do outside of labri labyrinthi, labrai, mazes. Um, so he's basically he he's moving mud.
0: <laughs> okay yeah um, I am gonna give you zero points because he is not a troll he is a dwarf. Uh, Margarita, Whoa. you have a chance to steal here. <laughs> What's Do name the Do the same answer, but say dwarf. His, <laughs>
1: okay. His, What's name,
0: his name, his name is Hoggle.
1: Okay, Hoggle. That tells me a lot because Hoggle is um a, a dwarf who is a uh the right hand man of Jareth with a J, and he is making sure that the labyrinthine beings are in fact in their proper places. Uh, position one, as it were. He's
2: a stage manager.
1: He's a stage manager, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so when Sarah gets into that labyrinth, it's like, "All right, we're on
0: places, places, places."
1: You know, five till Sarah. You, she,
0: that's what he's doing. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, I'm. I'm going to give you two points. For yeah. That. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Uh, the correct answer uh, is that Hoggle is peeing in a small pond. <laughs> And creating mud. He's spraying fairies with bug spray and kills 60 of them. She oh. also, Sarah also refers to him as Hogwart. Oh.
2: So that's where JK stole
0: that from. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let's uh let's move on here. Um actually, we're gonna take a short break from the Q and What the A, oh. and we're gonna go into uh, a mini segment, a little mini lightning round, for example, called What the is that <laughs> uh, in this round known as what the is that uh, you will be given something that appears in the movie. oh, all you have to do is tell me what the that is. <laughs> And you will get five bonus points if the judge, me, likes your answer. Okay. If me likes your answer. Okay. Okay. So uh, Sarah goes into the labyrinth and she encounters so many fun and crazy things. Remember, this is a Jim Henson directed movie, all right? Mm -hmm. There were too many things for me to include in a general Q and what the A. So that's why we're gonna go through them in in this fashion here. So um, I am going to give you, uh, I'm gonna give you an item and uh, you were just gonna tell me what the that is, okay? All right, Um, Margarita, let's start with you. Uh, The first one is Ludo. Margie, what the is Ludo?
1: Ludo is a dog.
0: No, no he's not. Uh, Ludo is a gigantic beast, probably inspired by where where the wild things are. He has brown fur and horns in his head, but he is also very gentle and compassionate, and immediately calls Sarah his friend.
1: Aww. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. No bonus points for you uh, there. Um, Okay, Caleb. The helping hands. What the are those?
2: They're magical hands similar to the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland lore that come in, except they're, they're furry. Uh, and they come in and they guide Sarah on her quest. When she gently back onto her quest, when she finds her way off track. Are you done? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I tried to keep it short. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Five points. Wow. Okay. Well done. Yay. Good for I, you. I needed those points. Yes, you did. Margarita. Oh, wait, what's the answer? Oh, sorry, yes. The helping hands are a group of hands in a deep chute found in the labyrinth, which is lined with hundreds of sentient hands. They communicate by grouping together to form faces, complete with moving mouths and expressive eyes.
2: A lot of people don't know this, but that's actually where Thing came from in the Adams family.
1: You're lying. Adams <laughs> family predates <laughs> freaking labyrinth.
2: Yeah, but that's like that's his origin. Is he he used to be a helping hand in a <laughs> labyrinth inside of a girl's mind,
1: and somehow he got promoted to like a haunted house.
2: No, he like escaped like an Oompa oh, Loompa, skipped? and then he just became part like oh, the so Adams' adoptive. I
1: assume that the helping hands were happy, and so they they're like and they clap for him like, when he left. Like, oh, you you've got your next vocation. I love it. <laughs> um, how many um, items was uh, Jim Henson on? Uh, psychedelically
0: to create this world. Probably a lot. okay, okay. All right. Uh, next item, Margie, this is over to you. Um, the oubliette. what the is the oubliette?
1: Uh, the oubliette is a is a Russian ballet dancer.
0: Are, do you do you ever want to like elaborate and use any creativity here
1: well he takes up all the time so i figure i what that's creative
0: Okay, fine five she wears a red tutu well done well done you're wrong um an <laughs> oubliette is a form of dungeon which is only accessible through a hatch in the high ceiling uh sarah falls into one and is able to escape when hoggle uses a portable door that magically generates an exit when a handle is turned in a particular way wow
1: God God damn. How Uh, did I not get that?
0: I don't know. Caleb, over to you. Uh, The false alarms. What the are the false alarms? Okay. (laughs) This
2: is a tricky one because a lot of people would think that, oh, the false alarms, they're just fake alarms. But here's the deal with the false alarms is they only sound when there is no alarm so they're they're kind of like bizarro alarms which makes sense in the 80s in this world because you know a lot of bizarro stuff was happening it's basically the precursor to the multiverse theory that is happening in modern comic book movies but the false alarms are just sounding all the time and then when something goes wrong they stop here's the real trick behind the jim henson ones they're furry
0: I, I really imagine that this round would be kind of um, uh, a happy medium between the length of your two answers. Um, I, I didn't envision Margie being so short, and I didn't envision Caleb's answers going on forever. You, you should have known better about mine. I have really you met should,
1: Caleb Cohart? Yeah.
0: Okay. He's the Uh, Jason
1: Bateman of this trio. Five points,
0: Caleb. (laughs) Five points. All right. Margie. uh, No, what are they? uh, Yes. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, False alarms are huge, ominous-looking stone faces cut into the walls of underground passages in the labyrinth. They shout things like, turn back and beware, and get very discouraged when Sarah and Hoggle don't react to their warnings. Because they're
1: just lying.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, Margie. Okay. um, The Fieries. What the are the fireys.
1: Well, the fireys are a state of mind. See, when you reach the fireys in your brain, it's as if you are in the white room, which every actor understands is the place where when you don't know what's happening in front of your audience, you just go crazy, and then you emerge from that white room slash fireys state of mind, having demolished the set, said things you shouldn't have said, and your pants are no longer
0: on. Wow. Okay. All right. Five <laughs> points margin. Yes. Well done. Thanks. Come on. Sound cute. Yay,
1: yeah. audience.
0: This is actually really difficult doing all the things at once here. Um, especially because of how I've set up the game here. Yeah. Um, Okay. You're doing great. Yeah, thank you. Um, You're also both doing very well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. What are the fireys? The fireys are a gang of uh, manic, fun-loving creatures that can detach their body parts without any pain and toss their heads around and attempt to remove Sarah's head. Oh! Sarah Mm. runs away from them by throwing their heads away from their bodies and making a break for it.
2: It's like evil Legos.
0: (laughs) They're, uh, I mean, they're, it's great puppetry work. The CGI in, uh, in, in this movie is a little, like it's a little dated. Like there's an owl in the beginning that is actually a, uh, it was like actually the first time that um, there was like a photorealistic um, attempt at creating something in CGI. Um, so yeah, it, like it's almost 40 years old. Um, but still, um, the puppetry is just really outstanding in this movie. Hmm. Um, Okay, Uh, Caleb, last question in the uh, mini round here. Um, The bog of eternal stench. What the is the bog of eternal stench? A genital STD. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Five points. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's great. Love it. Uh, Okay, so after... What
1: was it really?
0: (laughs) uh, I said... (laughs) It is a flatulent swamp. I mean, yeah, it's literally <laughs> what it
2: is. Oh, it's what I was doing to distract you in the beginning, without even knowing it.
1: Oh, you're you are giving me your bogey. I was
0: flatulating.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about the STD or what anymore.
0: Uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Let's check in on the scores here. Caleb, you have jumped out to the lead. You are <gasps> now. Uh, winning 20 to 16. Oh, yeah. no. It was tight. It's been, this has been tough. Yep. Um, all right, we're going back to the remainder of the Q and what the A okay. questions. Okay. Uh, Caleb, this one is for you. Hoggle is revealed to be working for Jareth to lead Sarah back to the beginning of the labyrinth. Huh. However, Sarah is able to get him to take her further by offering him a bracelet made of what? Uh, Let's see. Well, they're in... This is a
2: tricky one because she's in a labyrinth, so she doesn't have a lot of things at her disposal. This is also when friendship bracelets were huge uh, in American culture. But I'm going to have to say that she harvested the internal organs of one of the fireys and wove the bracelet out of those.
0: All right, yes, <laughs> I love the answer. That's great. Uh, it's wrong, but um, it's very good. Uh, I am going to give you four points for that. All right. Well done. Good job. Um, the good correct job. answer is plastic.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All
0: right. The bracelet is made of plastic. Great. Um, Margie. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the Bog of Eternal Stench. Let's do it. The Bog of Eternal Stench is guarded by Sir Didymus, a fox-like creature who rides a sheepdog named Ambrosius and took an oath not to let anyone cross the bridge without his permission. Oh my goodness. The stench of the bog is so bad that Sarah Ludo and Hoggle, ch- Hoggle try to run across it, but Didymus relentlessly defends the bridge and attempts to engage in combat with Ludo. Who? How do they eventually cross the bridge?
1: Uh, they, they, what's the guy's name again? The guy who did Lu- uh, wa- No, no, no. Hoggle? No. Ludo The one who doesn't did- want them to cross. Didymus? Across. Didymus. Alright, so like Didymus. Hey, hey. Hey, Didymus, I know that this is a hard job for you. You are on call 24 damn seven on this bridge, expecting to guard it all the time. You must be exhausted. I feel for you. I love you. We are brothers. And then and then Didymus was like, God, somebody finally understands me for who I am, and then just lets them go.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, great answer. <laughs> um, because he does engage in battle with Ludo and eventually calls him his brother, I'm going to give you three points yes. for that. Okay, thank you. Well done. Uh, the correct answer is um, they ask Didymus for his permission, which he gives. Oh. <laughs> uh, however, as soon as Sarah reaches the center, the bridge begins to collapse, and she grabs a branch hanging over uh, overhead, which she dangles from, uh, until Ludo summons large rocks uh, with his powering voice, uh-huh. um, which acts as stepping stones for them to cross each one causing the bog to fart while they step on (laughs) it. I love that. Hoggle being a coward had run across the bridge earlier in the commotion with Didymus. I just feel like there's a little bit of a plot hole here because if he
2: could make a new rock stepping stone bridge, why even bother with the
0: bridge?
1: Agreed. They, like, Go watch the way.
0: movie and decide that for yourself then. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Oh, you hit a nerve, yeah. Caleb.
0: Caleb, over to you for the next question. Uh, Hoggle struggles with the fact that he is now a friend to Sarah, but has still been employed by Jareth to sabotage her journey. With the group exhausted and hungry, Hoggle offers her a peach that has been poisoned by Jareth. As she falls unconscious, Hoggle, racked with guilt from his betrayal, does what?
2: Hmm. Well, um, he cries a little bit. A couple of tears fall, and then he, I'm, I'm searching for the name. It's what the samurai used to do.
0: Suicide.
2: Yeah, but like Harry, Harry Carey. Like oh, no, okay. What? What Where is are you the going with it? this? He he disembowels himself. <laughs> uh, with Harry Carey, his with his small samurai sword in Where traditional did, format, in order to gain back his his pride. To what, the what
0: does Harry Carey have to do with that?
2: What, what is it called? Like what is it I, when like I
1: know what you're talking about. I do not remember. the It's, it's term not then.
2: exactly Harry Carey, but it sounds <laughs> like that. It's like a specific term of like when a samurai warrior would. Honor themselves after they disgrace themselves, they regain their honor by like uh, cutting out their own guts, and that's what he does. Okay,
0: no points, Margie. Ooh. Chance to steal.
1: What was the question again?
0: Uh, d- oh,
1: he betrayed him. He felt bad. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, yeah. he uh, so she's uh, she's unconscious, and he's like, oh god, no. Um, and so instead, he finds an apple of truth and wellness, and instead, um, like cuts off just a little piece, and because she's un- unconscious, so she, he just puts it in her mouth, and then he like. He manipulates her jaw so that she chews it, just little chew, and I, then with each chew, she—that's definitely a
2: better Jim Hansen answer.
0: Yeah, and also I I love the the, the gestures that you were. <laughs> yeah, you're here. acting it out yeah. on the podcast, yeah. which is it, it's pretty a shame helpful for everybody. That nobody could see uh, what Margie was doing with her I fingers know. and her lips there. Uh, I'm gonna give you two points. Yes. Um, the correct answer is he runs away.
1: Okay. Mm.
0: Yep. Um, Margie, this question is for you. Sarah recovers, reunites with Ludo and Serdidymus, and moves to the center of the or moves to enter the goblin city where Hoggle saves them from a giant robot humongous and apologizes for his betrayal. They fend off the goblin army and enter the throne room where Jareth and Toby are nowhere to be found. With only one way they could have gone, Sarah decides she needs to enter the next room alone she enters the Escher room to find Jareth and Toby. What is so unique about the Escher room?
1: Well, the stairs go everywhere.
0: That is correct. Yes. Yes, Yes. well done. Thank you. Uh, It's a vast disorienting disorienting room filled with gravity-defying stairs inspired by an M.C. Escher painting hanging in Sarah's room. Wow. All right. Uh, Caleb.
1: (gasps) I think I know the ending.
0: Final question for you. Yeah. As the clock draws ever so close to the 13th hour, Sarah finally reaches Toby. She is approached by Jareth, desperate to distract her for just a few more moments and telling her he can give her anything she wants. How does she finally defeat Jareth?
2: She clicks her heels together in her ruby red slippers and repeats the quote, "You have no power over
0: me." That is correct. Yeah, nice. Uh, the uh, however, the uh, the ruby red slippers is not correct. Um, but I am still going to give you full points because. Um, Sarah's bedroom is filled with uh, all of these uh, toy stuffed animals, um, uh, uh, games from the 80s, uh, an M.C. Escher uh, poster. The Wizard of Oz book makes mm. an appearance in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these. And its plot makes an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of these in all of these inspire the fantasy world that she has created. So I, I am going to give you five full. All time. right, well right done, here. sir. Well, well done. done. Uh, okay, so um, at the end of round two and two and a half, uh, Caleb, you were still in the lead, twenty nine to twenty six. Yeah, yeah, ya Is close. It is still anybody's game. Here. Um, so real quick here, then let's just check in, take a break. Um, do you do you want to watch this movie yet? Uh, no. Why not?
2: Um. Uh, okay. Um, it, it, it's nothing against the movie. Here's the deal. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I'll be one month away from turning 46 years old. Muppet movies, while once a staple of my entertainment, uh, oeuvre, No longer really do it for me, so I I, I find it difficult to sit down and watch them. This
0: this is not a a a movie in like the conventional sense of Muppets that you would be thinking of. This This is not a kids movie. This is I'm it's PG, but this is before they had like a PG thirteen rating. Um, so these these puppets that they're using, they're much more like um dark crystal oriented in that they are. Like they're 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 more dreary and gloomy, um, but still have a little bit of that like Muppet esque uh, uh, humor and feel to them. But it's definitely not like Sesame Street that you would be thinking of. Well, you so. might
2: have had me at Sesame Street. I don't know. Maybe maybe okay. if the conditions are right, I walk in. Margarita has it on the TV. I don't want to do anything else. And I sit down and I watch it along with her.
0: I, okay. Uh, so to give you a sense of how much I love this movie, I got rid of most of my DVDs. Now that everything is on streaming, I still own the Lord of the Rings extended versions, the first six star Wars movies and rogue one, the first two guardians of the galaxy movies. This is spinal tap, uh, young Frankenstein blazing saddles, Monty Python and the Holy grail and labyrinth special edition. Can I? Those are the only movies I still. Own.
2: Can I give you a little advice? Uh, I feel like your argument would have been stronger if you would have said, "This is the only DVD I still own," instead of listing thirty-seven other movies. Can
0: I mute your mic at all? Is you that absolutely possible? Can uh, Margie, do you yes. want to see this movie?
1: Originally, I was going to say no. Um, I had no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever, uh, ever. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a fun time doing the podcast and answering questions about it, but I'm still not going to see it. But now I kind of really do. So maybe we'll create that condition.
0: You're welcome to come watch it with me whenever you want. I've on watched one it. of his three <laughs> DVD versions. Then I've had. watched it twice this weekend. Really? Yeah.
1: I keep thinking of the, the, the Never Ending Story song. Still, is in my head. Oh no, that's a great. No, that's, that's, a, great, that's, a, great that's movie. a great movie. Uh, All right, R.I.P. Jonathan.
0: Uh, okay, let's oh, move on the to two. the final round, which is a brand new round called "I Literally Just Told You." <laughs> For this round, you will both be asked a series of questions about things that have been mentioned since we hit the record button oh, no. on this uh, podcast. Okay, okay, Crap. okay. The first person to buzz their buzzer gets to answer the oh. question. Uh, so Caleb, what buzzer did you choose? Ah, the bicycle horn. And hey, Margie? Okay.
1: Um That's a chicken. That's I'm a to rubber duck
0: at this so yeah. bad. Okay. In this round, each correct answer is worth a random number of points that I had predetermined before the show started. Okay. The points range from 50 to negative 25.
1: Come on!
0: Right, if you right. answer the question incorrectly, your opponent will get the points. So if you get a question wrong, that <laughs> That's it's worth negative? negative points, you can still give your opponent oh, no. negative points. All right. <laughs> Everybody understand how this works? I, yeah. I, but we don't know the barely. points until after. We don't know the points until after. Uh, so there's, so no, there's no, no strategy. The it's just lucky sabotage. It's just lucky sabotage. Luck-tage. All right. Okay. okay, I'm ready. Uh the I literally just told you so round begins now. Okay. Question 1. Okay. What is the name of Sarah's dog? Margie.
1: Oh no! Go- Goober.
0: No! <laughs> oh no. It's Merlin. Oh no. Caleb gets 10 points. Oh, shit. How did Caleb say he was doing today? Caleb, fantastic! No, stoked and ready to bring the pain. Damn. Oh, damn it! Margie gets negative twenty one.
2: Yeah. Oh no!
0: Um, what sound cue did I mess up earlier?
1: Margie. The applause. I did. Yeah, yes, that's
0: correct. You get negative
1: seventeen. Budget.
0: Uh, what artist painting is the inspiration <laughs> in the Escher room? Margie. MC Escher. Yes, that's correct. You get three points. Oh. <laughs> uh, what crypto do we not accept? Caleb. Hex. That God, is correct. You get 34 points. That's why you were typing. Uh, that is exactly why I was typing. Uh, what is the line that Sarah keeps forgetting and eventually remembers? <laughs> Caleb. You have no power over that me. That is correct. You get 19 points.
1: God.
0: Uh, who shares a birthday with Caleb?
1: Margie. Uh, Bob Barker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... And
1: Jennifer Conley. That is
0: correct. You get two points. <laughs> yeah. uh, what things. occupation does Margie think Hoggle has? Margie.
1: Stage vantage? That
0: is correct. Yes! Oh, you get negative <laughs> <laughs> what, 15. What is the bog
2: of eternal stench,
0: Caleb? It's basically
2: a fart swamp.
0: Yes, that's correct. You get 32 points. No! Uh, what animal? What animal was used for the first attempted CGI? <laughs> Caleb, an owl. Yes, you get fifteen points.
2: <laughs> oh shit! Uh, God damn it! This is gonna be
0: the closest game ever. <laughs> oh. That went so much better than I could have possibly imagined. Oh, and Margie is laughing so hard that she is crying. <laughs> Caleb, you get the secret 10 no. bonus points. Oh, yes. yes. That's not even a
1: thing. Yes, oh. Oh, it
0: absolutely. Is. Wow! Uh, this entire episode i have had uh one goal and that was uh to make margie laugh so (laughs) hard that she cries uh if if she did i was going to give caleb 10 bonus points if you did not if you maintained your composure the entire time i was going to uh give you an extra 10 points well
1: it would have freaking mattered anyway
0: nope it really wouldn't have (laughs) damn it Um, Okay, well, while I total everything up here, uh, (laughs) what have we got going on, guys? What's up? Uh, We got some
2: exciting, exciting stuff happening this year. So not only, guys, are we about to wrap up our very first year of this podcast.
1: I can't believe it's almost been a year.
2: uh, Which is fantastic. Um, The Rip, which is our main improv troupe, is launching our 18th season. (laughs) We have... Already, uh, multiple shows lined up in Denver at Chaos Bloom Theater. We have shows in Colorado Springs at the Millie Bow Art Theater. We're playing, we're returning to Cripple Creek after a uh, few
1: years' absence.
2: After a few years' absence, back at the Butte Opera House with Funky Little Theater, which is super exciting. And we're making our debut in Westcliff, Colorado in January. Uh, You can get show times, links to tickets, um, more of this podcast, any of our sketches that we're doing. We're also launching a sketch show on YouTube. Oh, my God. Such a year. Uh, You can get it all at theriponline.com. And
1: that's where you get to see all of our headshots and stuff, too.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) With an interactive calendar.
0: Well, uh, it's time to wrap the show up. Uh, Um, It was really (laughs) close until it was not... (laughs) I, with a final score of 149 to negative 22, (laughs) Caleb is the first ever Uh. champion and winner of the TBD co-host championship Uh. belt presented by TBA. Caleb, how do you feel? Give us a speech. A lot of people said walking into this podcast
2: booth today that I would not... Be the champion of the co-host championship. And to those people, I got one thing to say, brother. I've proven my worth, and I'm ready for the rematch. Who's going to bring
0: the pain next time?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I think I am.
0: Yeah. Or no, you are. No, uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Margie is loser. You are now responsible to set up the next match. Okay. The new highly anticipated match between defending champion Caleb Cohart. That's right, brother. And the challenger, myself, Jordan william Eric. Oh, dang. Uh, so oh, look good. for that sometime in the future.
1: <laughs> sometime. We don't know when we we're going to
0: do the next one. Yeah. you gotta you got to find a movie to set up for us. That's so. right. Yeah. Um, this was fun. This Jordan. was great. Yeah. Good job. Thank you.
1: High fives. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Uh, well, that's it.
2: Until next time. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Uh, wish, wish, wish we, <laughs> hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. How Have You Not Seen That? is an original production of Moxie in association with The Rip Improv. For more Moxie podcasts, original shows and films, and merch, you heard that right, baby, merch, head to madebymoxie.com. That's M-A-D-E-B-Y-M-O-X-I.com.
0: <laughs> uh. How Have You Not Seen
2: That?